Welcome to the Professional Plumber Podcast. We hope that these podcasts will bring some insight into who we are and what we do. So while in conversation with the PIRB, sit back, enjoy, and make sure to connect with the PIRB on Facebook or at pirb.co.za for more. A warm welcome to our audience. My name is Willem Klopper. I'm your host. And in this episode, we will discuss angle valves and the typical most commonly made mistakes with angle valves with me in studio i have richard bailey as usual for a lack of tech talk and uh welcome richard thanks for joining me in studio hey hi Willem. yeah welcome uh, thank you very much for the welcome and uh thanks for having me again um as always it's a pleasure and yeah just a nice short sweet uh, i don't know uh discussion i guess on uh, on angle valves and what we find out there in the field We'll give our guests the opportunity to introduce themselves right after this. Don't forget to download the all-new and improved App Plumber from the Google Play Store. All your plumbing solutions are just a click away, exclusively for Android users. Richard, so we say angle valves, but exactly what is an angle valve? What what are we referring to when we say angle valves? Yeah, I suppose that's the good place to start. Hey, what is an angle valve? What it, because is it, is we it must a, is it a valve that's at an angle? <laughs> yes, yeah. We we install that valve deliberately skew so that it's at a forty five degree angle. We call it, no, no, Philip, that's not it. No, uh, angle valve. I guess is a is a generic or a, or a, or a it's a term that is used for a for a particular fitting. And and most typically, what an angle valve is, it's it's the last shutoff valve uh, before you uh, reach the terminal fitting. Now, but but let's clarify what a terminal fitting is. A terminal fitting is, for example, a basin mixer or a um, uh, a sink mixer. That is a that is a terminal fitting. Terminal being last or final mm-hmm. fitting. In the system, so it's the last fitting in the system. So that's a tap, and that's the that tap where water actually comes out for the consumer. So before that terminal fitting, one would typically find not always, but sometimes, a lot of the times, increasingly, you'd find these angle valves, and that's the shutoff valve, which is directly before that terminal fitting. And the reason we call them angle valves is because they are usually designed. Uh, to and they're configured. They 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 are they are shaped into a ninety degree angle. So essentially, you've got a vertical wall surface. Mm-hmm. You have then the back of the angle valve horizontally going into a fitting into the wall, and then with incorporating the shutoff mechanism, your outlet or the the downstream side of that shutoff valve is usually. And I say usually because not always, but usually at a ninety degree angle to the horizontal plane of the of the of the back of the angle valve. So that's why we call it an angle valve. Okay. But it's basically a shutoff valve right before a terminal fitting. It usually has a male threaded outlet. So what I mean by that is and, and what's different, why I'm mentioning that is it's 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 not like an inline shutoff valve where you would have a connection to uh, a, a pipe connection to a pipe connection. The outlet to it is usually threaded, and it's a male, mm-hmm. and that is usually. And I'm using the word usually a lot because there, I'm, there, I'm talking about the, mm, there are, the vast there may majority be of them. Yeah, there may be instances yeah. where, where it's not the same. 
That's right. You know, I'm, I'm, I don't want to throw a blanket over every single one, but the vast majority of them and the ones that we are talking about today um, have got a male thread, and those are uh, um, intended to be uh, used as connectors for flexible connectors. So the female nut of a flexible connector would then screw onto the male portion of the angle valve, and that then goes off to the terminal fitting. Okay. Uh, Willem, also another thing to keep in mind, and perhaps a further distinction from uh, what we would usually call a, a shut-off valve or a normal shut-off valve, it's not supposed to be used as an inline shut-off valve. So it shouldn't be used within the system, further upstream of the system, like uh, where you want to isolate portions of a building, for example. These valves are not designed to be inline shut-off valves. They are supposed to be used right at the wall surface just before the terminal fitting. So that's a further distinction. Okay, so because my next question would have been, you know, why would they typically be installed? What, for what reason would they be used and, and typically be installed? And, and another question, just to add on top of that question, is are they a requirement? Mm. Yeah, that's a good question because it's not a, it's not a, comp it's not a requirement. Uh, and so, well, okay, there are exceptions. Um, the the fact that they are not a requirement, some, sometimes they are a requirement. They, they, they don't need particularly to be angle valves, let me just say that. But, but uh, the, there is a requirement that some sort of isolating valve is installed, for example, before a storage tank, a water storage tank, or, a, or a, it's like a cistern, like a toilet cistern. So over there, mm. you would need to install some sort of uh, shut-off valve. It need not be a, a, an angle valve, but very often these days, it's the easiest way to do it. And so it is. So in that instance, if it's fulfilling that role, it is a requirement. But usually, it's not. Like for example, when it's installed, when they are installed before a basin mixer, let's call it. Um, that is a, mm -hmm. that is not a requirement, but it's a very very nice to have, because if you want to change a cartridge. Uh, or, or or even you know service any poor portion of the uh, basin mixer or a sink mixer for that matter, a portion that is within the pressurized uh, part of the tap, so that you either have to switch off the whole house's water supply, or you just go to these little angle mm -hmm. valves underneath and you close them off, and Bob's your uncle. The rest of the house is unaffected, and you are now able to easily work on the uh, mixer uh, at the at the kitchen sink or bathroom basin whatever the case may be so it's a nice to have and it's a there's no doubt that it's a it's 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 a good practice to do it that way uh, to uh, minimize disruption to the rest of the water supply and this is especially important in let's say for example um uh uh, ablution blocks within public spaces, for example, um, you know, I don't want to say hotels, but perhaps restaurant restrooms, uh, etc., where you've got three or four basins next to one another. One of them is giving a problem. You don't want to have to uh, shut off the entire restrooms or, in fact, maybe even the male and the female restrooms water supply just to service one faulty basin mm. mixer, which could take a while. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So it very much allows for easy maintenance. In fact, in my opinion, I well, this is just my humble little opinion, but 
I think uh, somewhere along the line it should become a requirement um, that that uh, that those sorts of installations have uh, separate isolating valves. But it's not it's not a requirement, but it is a very very good practice to do so and and convenient for that matter. Very much so. Um, you know, I can I can as a maintenance plumber go and isolate that one basin, market and show that it is uh, out of use, and then take that cartridge or that mixer. And go and find a replacement for it and take half an hour to repair that thing if necessary um, quite happily because I'm not disrupting anybody else. Whereas if it wasn't there, I would be under tremendous pressure and so would the management and everybody else be under tremendous pressure to, to get that thing fixed. And that, you know, that's not so lacquer. Yeah, I mean, it's one thing to to, to close off um, the main supply at your house, the main water supply at your house, to say, okay, I'm going to go and fix mm. this one uh, basin mixer's uh, cartridge um, and therefore I'm closing off because it's me and my family in my house um, so nobody else mm. will be affected by me closing off this main supply. But when it comes to public services like hotels, restaurants, uh, shopping centers, shopping malls, those kind of things that have multiple taps and multiple... So now you have to sort of the the other consumers um, and patrons of the mall will be affected if if you close yep. up the, the the main supply just to fix one cartridge. Um, so so it's very convenient, whether it's a very requirement much so. or not. Okay. Very much so. Easy maintenance. That's what you said. It's good practice, considered good practice. It's, but it, it's definitely not a standard requirement at this point in time. Uh, although it's considered good practice, it is convenience because it does allow for easy maintenance. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so Richard, so w- what should plumbers be careful not to do when they install these uh, angle valves? What What are the typical mistakes that they make with them? Yeah, and I think this is uh, now the reason why we're having this little podcast is that. Um, uh, as a my role as an as a as an auditor, I come across many installations, uh, and um, often I see angle valves being utilised with good intentions, but just just not in the correct manner. So there's two main things. Now I'll I'll run through a number of things, but there's two main issues which I come across quite often. The first one is the you know I I have a term which I which I use um, when. I'm sure all construction plumbers use different terms, but I used to use the terms first fix and second fix. And and the first fix is everything pretty much within the wall and the second fix is everything pretty much outside the wall. And what we would term that stuff outside the wall is, I would term it, is furniture. I call it furniture. So the the basin itself, the toilet itself, the bath, whatever, um, is furniture. The tap covers of the under tile stop tap is furniture um, and and so on. And so is an angle valve. Now, and this is one of the things that I see very, very often. So typically what would happen or what I would deem correct practice is that your supply, hot and cold supply pipes, let's call it to a basin, would be plumbed into the correct places, and then you would put some sort of a female fitting to, in future, accept the male portion, the back portion of that angle valve, uh, and it goes into the wall surface. You would then plug those two female fittings with an, a replaceable or a removable plug for, for further or future use. Mm-hmm. Right. So what then happens, instead of doing that, a lot of plumbers, for some other reason i've seen 
that they use the actual angle valves themselves as the plugs. And this is, remember, at a stage of the building process that the wall sometimes hasn't even been plastered. Maybe it's been plastered, but it hasn't yet been tiled. Maybe it's been tiled, but the the cabinetry that is ho uh, housing the basin hasn't yet been installed. So now the back of this uh, of this angle valve typically would have a cover plate, a little circular plate, which is in a large diameter, which kind of free sliding. And it would its purpose is then you need some sort of a ugly hole to to screw this angle valve mm. into the wall surface. But and this plate then would just cover that hole and and make the whole thing neat. Now imagine, okay, this cover plate is not a, not removable. So imagine now you put it in, you have to tile, so you tile around the cover plate. Now the yeah. guy comes with the cabinetry, it cuts a hole bigger than the cover plate, mm. and it's terribly untidy. So I've seen it quite often that guys use this as part of the first fix and not the second fix. So that's the first big mistake. So please, guys and, and, and consumers, if you see one of these shiny, bright, chrome-plated angle valves being installed before the final fix, it's a problem. Address it with your plumber and ask the question why it's being done like that. You should just have a temporary uh, plastic or metal plug that you put in there, which is then removed as the furniture is being installed. So that's mm. the first big uh, mistake I see. The second mistake and this isn't entirely plumber's fault. I think it's the manufacturers of these uh, angle valves. Some of them uh, are manufactured with an internal diameter. The, the back end of the angle valve with the male thread that is supposed to go into the wall, that internal diameter of that is exactly 15 millimeters. And I don't know if it's by on purpose or if it's by mistake, but the fact that it's exactly 15 millimeters, it makes it's the same internal size as a, let's say, a, a typical compression fitting that we would use for a, for a copper pipe or any other, well, a, a, an improved piping system that uses compression fitting. So what plumbers do is they, they use the back end of the angle valve as a fitting. So they would shove the pipe straight into the back end of the, of the valve, use a compression nut and cone, to tighten it onto the actual angle valve itself without using an additional fitting in between. And that it's a little bit technical, Willem, but it's not supposed to be done like that. If we consider the myriad of standards and specifications that any water fitting needs to be subjected to as for, for, for its purpose. This angle valve, yes, it, ha it does comply and we'll get there. Um, uh, we let's assume that it complies to its standard and it does have its particular standard, mm -hmm. but that standard does not include, it's not the same standard as a compression fitting. Let me put it that way. Okay. So whichever way you cut it, it might work and it might be just fine for 10 years, but that whichever way you cut it, it is probably not a compliant connection. So please, plumbers out there, you'll know what I'm about to say. Please use female adapters or whether it uh, whether you've got wall surface or you've got you connecting to pipes, please use female adapters before you uh, connect to the angle valve. So that's the second big mistake I see. By the way, 
that will not be passed by an audit. Um, if an auditor comes across a connection like that, it would need to be rectified because okay. it's not an approved fitting. All right. So, okay. so, so plumbers can merely, you know, they, they can they can be proactive and do it the correct way or, you know, r- take the risk of being audited and then having to drive back to site to go and fix that. I suppose that's one of the risks. But the bigger risk, actually, Willem, for a plumber doing it that way is that let's say one of those fittings or one of those connections uh, comes loose and and it doesn't do, uh, for some other reason seal or you've cracked the body of the angle but what if the case would be and you flood and you cause damage you flood you see an investi- leak in a wall or against a wall yeah an investigation ensues and it is found by whoever it is uh, if they if they savvy uh, let's say the insurer identifies the fact that this is a non-compliant connection refuses to pay the claim. Mm. Um, now, it's a now loss it comes, to the consumer. It sits squarely on the plumber's shoulder. Uh, he, it can be shown that he did not follow uh, a proper practice. So it now becomes his liability. And that's a greater risk <laughs> than failing an audit. You know, So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're failing an audit, you can go and rectify. But but this now, it's the, the horse is already bolted, and, and and that becomes a bigger risk. Yeah, it's 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 you know it's 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 an inconvenience, it's a damage uh, and, and a loss to the consumer, the person who the work was done for. Exactly, and it's a it's a big risk, liability risk, financially, and and all kinds of things, you know, for the plumber, for the installer, as well. So it's a ba- it's a bad situation all around, and the, it's 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 like for example. Um, uh, I'm just going to think of something off the top of my head, using a completely, like, for example, using poly, polypropylene piping with compression fittings. It's never been approved. Yes, we've seen it being used hundreds or maybe even thousands of times. Um, but that one time where it fails, it can be shown that it is not an approved system and that you have not mm. followed due diligence and therefore it is your fault that this has failed. Mm. Oh, no, but my... I was taught like this, and I mean, I see you guys do it like this, and no, doesn't matter. Show me where it's an approved system. It's not. So it's the same yeah. principle. Okay. Yeah, there's one more thing, Willem, that I just want to – and I suppose it's a secondary to those two main things that I said, but I've seen angle valves being used as inline shutoffs. And earlier I said, you know, what is an angle valve? It is right before the terminal fitting. I've seen angle valves being used in systems. In ceiling spaces, as as part of as part of uh, as part of the reticulation system, I've seen these little angle valves being used, and and that is an absolute no-no. Please, guys, do not use them as inline shutoff valves. That is not what they um, have been designed for. Um, so, anytime you see an angle valve within a reticulation system, other than servicing a terminal fitting, it's probably questionable okay that's the uh, that's the that's the third big no-no i suppose or the secondary no-no um if you'd like me to just elaborate a little bit on on what i would call good practice this isn't really terribly uh, um uh, you, just, you couldn't call mistakes that are made yeah mistakes that are made but it's just perhaps my perfectionism coming through i right. I, I, I i can't stand it when when angle valves are not equidistant and level and at the same level and coming out of the wall straight. And I want the, I want a point to be, you know, those two angle valves underneath a basin. Plumbers will know what I'm talking about. They must be level. And uh, mm. if you put a level across them, 
also one mustn't face up and the other one face down and and or left or right. It's just untidy, <laughs> even though it's yeah. hidden. You know, just just put a just just take some pride in it, and you've got this. Um, yeah, yeah. If you've got this perfect triangle with your waste pipe and then your two uh, angle valves, and that forms a nice triangle, almost an equilateral triangle. That's beautiful. It looks beautiful. So that's just <laughs> that's just my personal stuff coming through. Okay. And what about the um, what about the height of the fixture? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that that would be it. I mean, of, of course, that would be that would come into it. So, um, if they are both at the same height and equidistant from one another, as I said, forms a triangle. Um, it looks it looks uh, it looks fantastic. The 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 height obviously you'd need to take care of making sure that they are at the correct height. I mean, you can't have them coming out above the basin, but I mean, we all, we all know that, but, but um, sometimes actually that you mentioned it, guys put it too, too close to the terminal fitting and you've got to really kink those flexible pipes to get them to fit. And that's not so lucky either. And another nice thing about these valves, Willem, is that um, when you have you uh, put, put them in right before the terminal fittings, they are right there and easy to use as mechanisms to flush the line so when once before you actually connect the terminal fitting and subject that cartridge to whatever debris is in the line you can easily use that valve as a flushing mechanism and get that line clear and thoroughly flushed before you connect the, the terminal fitting so that's an additional advantage of having these uh, angle valves installed before terminal fittings before we continue with our conversation have a listen to this Plumber training has never been easier with articulated plumber courses. Enroll now to upskill yourself at your own pace and earn CPD points. Our informative and easy to follow courses can be found on iopsitraining.co.za. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Articulated Plumber. All right, so you briefly mentioned earlier in the conversation about the compliance of, of these valves. Are they compliant? Are, are they are they deemed compliant? Sure, um, but as a as a material, and as a, like everything else, you know, there's there's lots of manufacturers and so on. So the valve itself has got a standard. An angle valve uh, must comply with a particular standard, and that is SANS one seven five zero. So the plumber that is installing these valves must be sure that that particular make or brand or manufacturer, whatever that is, complies with its 1750 SAND standard. An easy way for a plumber to uh, check whether or not it uh, complies with that standard is to see whether it's listed on an on a, on a acceptable or a reputable body, such as Jazwick, uh, whether it's got an SABS stamp of approval, perhaps a watermark, SA watermark. So that's an easy way to, to check whether it is, so then you don't have to go and check the compliance with 1750. Mm-hmm. But failing that, um, the, the remembering that it's not compulsory for a stamp to be uh, in, uh, indelibly marked on the thing. So you're not going to see a Jazwick acceptance uh, mark on it. You, okay. You're going to have to go and do that to homework for yourself to see that it is compliant, to see that it is listed. If it's not listed anywhere, you can still it's, you, you can still go and check whether it is compliant and, and, and do that due diligence. And remember, we're referring back to SANS 1750. Yeah. But one thing that all of them must be, 
uh, and all terminal fittings and all inline fittings and that sort of thing is uh, DZR brass. Um, and very often that marking does appear on them, either as a, as a DZR or DR. DZR brass is desinctification resistant brass. It's a special uh-huh. type of brass, and it's not a it's not a cheap brass. It's actually quite expensive to manufacture. So 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 there is an incentive to not have it as DZR brass, I suppose, for manufacturers, and. It's also worth mentioning that South Africa is one of the few, and I'm not going to pretend to know what the other countries are, but I know that not many countries require their fittings to be DZR. We are one of the few. Okay. So it's very possible that an approved article somewhere else in another country uh, lands here and is not approved uh, because it's not made out of DZR. So you the, look, the bottom line is the onus is on you and I installer. as installers to check Absolutely. to make sure that it does comply. Yeah, I mean the consumer uh, wouldn't know. Uh, no, 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 yeah. certainly not. Yeah. Look, I've 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 come across, and we all have as 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 plumbers, we've all come across. Uh, <laughs> I remember being called out not so long ago to uh, the Atlantic Beach Golf Estate, which is here in Melbourne Strand in, in in Cape Town. It's a quite a quite a high end up market. You know, houses start from like four mil, go up to twelve, fifteen mil. So. Okay. And I get called out. It was a Saturday morning, and uh, the neighbor called me out uh, because she knew me, but her neighbor's house seemed to be flooding. So we go there. We eventually, with the permission of the state security, break down the door because there's nobody there. They're on holiday. Mm. And we get inside, and one of these little angle valves has literally broken itself off at the neck as it goes into the wall surface. Mm. And it has been, uh, it, it, it literally put four and a half hour, five inches of water across that entire house. <laughs> entire house. It was coming out the front. It was dammed up against the front door. When we op- when we broke the front door, it, it was like a gushing of water coming out, like four inches of water coming out that front door. So, um, and that was from one angle valve that probably cost 20 rand. That should have cost four, 50 rand. Okay, yeah. so that's 30 rands worth of saving. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, that was a pewter, a pewter uh, article. And these pewter angle valves are prevalent. You find them all over the place. And please, guys, don't use pewter angle valves. They are, it's just going to come and bite you in the back. Just, just yeah. listening to, to that incident and, and, and the damages that it must have gone, you know, associated with it. I mean, yeah. crikey Incredible. Moses. Yeah. And that was just next to a toilet. Uh, it was one of their guest loos that is very seldom used. Um, but the whole thing had just popped straight off it. And we, as if you're a plumber, we've all seen that, what happens to that pewter body of that thing. It just starts to crumble. Just before wrapping up this conversation, have a listen to this. We'd like to encourage our audience to follow Articulated Plumber on Instagram and Facebook to learn more about any exciting and interesting news that we may have. Our handle on both Instagram and Facebook is Articulated Plumber. Richard. I want to thank you for 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 this conversation, this discussion that we had. Um, surely you've you've shared very valuable information with the audience. I hope that they've learned something from today's discussion. Um, thanks for your time, thanks for your effort, and then obviously thanks to the uh, audience for having tuned in. No, it's only a pleasure, Willem. Thank you very much. Thanks um, for your time. Yeah, absolutely. Looking forward to the next lacquer technical discussion. Thanks for having tuned in. 
make sure to read more about the PIRB on our website at pirb.co.za and on our social media channels like Facebook, Twitter and Instagram.